Welcome to the Swimming From Home talk show. I'm here with Zane Grothy. Uh, I guess first off, could you just take me through your last few weeks and kind of your narrative on how how the effects of the coronavirus uh, have trickled into your day-to-day? Well, the last time I was in the water was about three weeks ago when I was at the Olympic Training Center. I was with the small group that was up there training. I was up there for about a week and a half. And uh, very quickly, uh, governor of Colorado closed gyms. So they closed down the place and booted us out. Uh, That was about three weeks ago. Um, Since then, I've been doing my best to either create some sort of system to, you know, lift weights or stay in shape or practicing running, practicing, you know, core circuits, making stuff up or, or whatnot. But um, trying to adhere the best I can to the stay-at-home order and uh, trying to live life in my apartment. Yeah. So I've, I've seen a few of your social media posts, and it looks like you've created some, some pretty creative circuits. Um, could you tell me a little bit more about some of those? I saw the, the pulley one that looked like it was on an ironing board. Yeah, kinda. It's just a <laughs> just a piece of lumber, a two by twelve. Um, but yeah, I was kind of modeling it after the uh, the Vasa trainers, and uh, just kind of put a couple pulleys on it and threw some buckets on it to keep that swimming motion strong. Mm-hmm. Um, I also it's it's hard to tell in the video, but in the bottom of the buckets, rather than use water, um, I've got some concrete discs that I made, Ooh. and using some of the leftover concrete, I used some PVC, and I actually just made some dumbbells as well so that'll give me uh, a bit more options i don't i don't really have anything as far as actual workout equipment in my apartment so I've now i've now i've got a set of dumbbells they're probably about 20 pounds a piece um so light stuff but that way i can get high reps in and and whatnot but besides that just you know body weight stuff yeah so now did you have like the 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 pvc and the pulleys and the concrete laying at home as well because if so that would make you extremely handy no i wish i did i do have a lot of tools i like to make things um okay. but uh the stay-at-home order was going to be enforced um just a couple of days after um i believe i was actually it was about a week later but um after i got back from colorado but that gave me just enough time to run out to uh, lowe's and grab some supplies real fast nice what what kind of things do you like generally making like i'm not i'm not someone who would like ever go to lowe's so what i i just i i i'm not i wouldn't describe myself as like handy or making stuff so like what 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 do you generally make I'd say I'm, I'm better with wood um my dad uh was a general contractor for about 30 years and he did a lot of the framing on the houses that he would work on um so i just grew up you know as a little kid going to the job site with dad and stuff like that him always just having an immense amount of power tools around the house and in the garage mostly all woodworking stuff so if the hammer and nails or screws and a drill um i probably know how to use it um saws and stuff like that so if it, if it can be made out of wood that's usually my first go-to but uh, eventually, hopefully, I'll move into some more metal fabrication stuff. Yeah. Is that is that something you would like to do, you know, maybe in life after swimming? Um, maybe. I mean, I know it had a big influence on me as far as wanting to go into engineering. 
um, in college. Um, I ended up studying aerospace, so I'll probably work more on the design process of like jets or rockets and stuff like that. But I know if, if anything, it'll always be a hobby of mine to keep my hands, you know, creating. Yeah. Do you feel like that's been a helpful process to have, especially in light of not having swimming? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you can kind of see behind me right here. This is a uh, 3D printer. It yeah. belongs to my roommate, but um, I actually have a hobby. I've had it for over 10 years of uh, 3D modeling. And so as long as I can create it uh, virtually 3D, I can you know, ex export the correct file type, send it out to the 3D printer. And as long as I can imagine it and create it, it can be printed and you know, have it in my hands in, in real life. Whoa. That's, okay, that's pretty awesome. So have you used that to make any exercise equipment? Uh, not quite. Um, that, I usually use that for pretty small things, but um, yeah, I mean, I'm sitting next to a table right here. I built a table, um, this, uh, this little wooden table here. Yeah. Built that myself too. Um, okay. Yeah, no, I, I, usually, I usually stick with the big things, but um, I have used that for small pieces. I've repaired a stopwatch before with 3D printers and whatnot. That's pretty cool. Uh, so I also saw that you hit a pretty big milestone in training uh, even out of the pool because now you have run more than you have swam at one at one time. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I, I'm pretty sure the farthest I've ever swim at one time was, was racing a 10K open water. And... Um, I was, I'm very certain that the longest I've ever ran was maybe a 5k or, um, I guess a couple of weeks ago I did uh, five and a half miles on a weekend. And it occurred to me that as hard as that was, it's still not as much as I've swam. So that was definitely a big goal of mine was to be able to at least run uh, farther than I've swam before. So you ran eight miles. Is that right? I did. I ran, uh, right about 8.0 miles. Okay. How was it? Um, I, I brought the mentality that I have with my swim training and every time I ran further, um, I ended up running faster too. And it's taking me more and more time to recover from that. Um, I'm not taking baby steps. I know I should be working in like 20 or 30 minute increments and keeping it light. But, um, I, I was the, the the goal was to obviously run further than I've ever run before, and so I set off with the goal of running an hour, and I ran as hard as I could, and I was I was I felt very accomplished afterwards. But it's now been three days, and I'm I'm still sore from it. So uh, <laughs> maybe I'll learn to slow down and take things easy, and you know, do it the right way, and and actually work with the process. Yeah. yeah. Have you been, have you enjoyed this cross training and kind of, uh, you know, having to get creative just, just to get a workout in? I'd say so. You know, I, I definitely think it's beneficial to take breaks now that I'm getting older in my career. Um, I, you know, I joined swimming with Indiana uh, about a little, actually a little more than five years ago now. And I've been training essentially at high volume, high intensity at Indiana's level, but you know, this doesn't even include anything I did before this, like four years of college, but 
Mm -hmm. I've been training at, at, at this group and everything high level high intensity for so long that, you know, I, I, I can take a break and, and get back to it. No problem. Um, I took a break last summer uh, after nationals, four weeks, uh, no exercise whatsoever, no lifting, no swim, no nothing. And I, and then once I got back in the water on September 2nd, it gave me five weeks um, to get in shape before the first ISL meet. And uh, despite not having any rest going into that meet, I was only a couple seconds off my best time in the 400. So you know, it's definitely some leverage now when I talk to my coach, like, hey, you know, I need a break. It's not going to, it's not going to be too detrimental. And uh, I think a break right now is great for me personally. I just hope it doesn't last too long. But uh, I have definitely been enjoying, you know, um, I've always dreamt of possibly becoming, um, whether as a hobby or a professional uh, triathlete, um, getting into triathlons after swimming and stuff. And uh I know at some point I'm going to have to start getting good at bike and start getting good at run. And I figured I could, I could always bike. I did a lot of that growing up, but um, nothing with running. And I figured now is as good as time as ever. I don't own a bike. So, you know, practice the run and uh, see if I can get good at that. Yeah. What, what's appealing to you about triathlons? Why is that something that you've always wanted to do? Um. I'd say for a couple reasons. Um, I was always very active growing up. I did a lot of bike riding and stuff. Um, I had a coach on my club team that was doing Ironmans um, in his 60s, and that was always very inspiring. And uh, I don't know. I, I, I'd say growing up, I didn't really have a choice to be a sprinter. I was always tall and very skinny. Um, so I was always just naturally a distant swimmer. So seeing events that take you know, the majority of a day to complete, whether it's an ultra marathon or, you know, an Ironman triathlon and stuff. It's just, it's, it's inspiring to know that as good as I am at the long distance, there are people who are even better than me going, going further and going longer. So I don't know. It was just, just kind of a, an eye opener. I was like, wow, that's cool. It's something I can't do. And I'd love to challenge myself one day to get there. Yeah. That is, I, yeah. My, my mom run, runs ultra marathons and, uh, I, I trained with her for a little, like when she first got into running, I was also, I had just finished swimming competitively. So I started running too, which was always something I liked. And uh, we, we trained for a marathon together and then we did the marathon. And after that, I was like, yeah, I'm good. I'd never want to do that again. And she was like, this is great. And just kept, <laughs> kept wow. running. That's very impressive. Yeah. And so it's, yeah, I, I feel like, I feel like those athletes are are definitely kind of a different, there's a different mentality that goes along with that. And I think if you're a distance swimmer, you probably already have a part of that mentality of just, I want to, I want to keep going. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Well, that's cool. I, I hope, I hope this helps your triathlon dreams come true one day. Um, so aside from the physical aspect of, you know, aside from trying to stay in shape, have you been doing anything to keep yourself busy? Um, as far as mental goes, uh, I'm very introverted. Um, at least for these first three weeks, I've very much been enjoying my time to do anything I want, you know, spend time, whatever. I've got a book sitting on the couch over there. I, uh, been, subscribing to a lot of YouTube channels, stuff I find interesting, whether it's 
restoring old things or learning about rockets and stuff or even just entertaining stuff about video games and streamers uh, and spend a lot of the time uh, you know watching YouTube and Twitch and and all that and um, you know spending a little bit of time determining how I'm going to stay in shape and but not just trying to you know fill the day with odds and ends and keeping a to-do list and just keeping busy a little bit. Yeah what 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 book what are you reading? Uh, it's called What If by Randall Monroe. If you've ever seen the web comic XKCD, yeah. just like little, little stick figures and stuff, um, Randall Monroe wrote that. He actually, at one point in his life, used to work on robots for NASA and then created this little XKCD comic web strip. And mm. he got really into um, having a, a blog online and have people who would uh, send him just absurd hypothetical questions. So what he did is he made a book out of it and he would just take these silly questions like, could you hit a hockey puck fast enough to hit a goalie and knock him into the back of the net? <laughs> and it's just silly, like you'd say yes or no, but he actually takes a very scientific approach and okay. writes a whole, whole chapter dedicated to all these little questions and talks about the numbers, the speed, the momentum, all that kind of stuff and kind of knocks it out. That's it's very awesome. nerdy. It's a very nerdy kind of thing to do. You take such a simple question, be like, oh, let's, let's really delve into it and actually answer this with science where most people are like oh, checking out right but, uh, i find it very interesting yeah <laughs> that sounds like the like the book version of uh mythbusters yeah probably um i've never actually i i've never watched mythbusters though i've only i only know it because i think nathan adrian swam through like molasses at one point yeah, yeah, that's one of my favorite shows. So I'm pretty sure I've seen 90, 95% of all their episodes. <laughs> nice. Um, so you're reading a little bit. You what? So what video games do you like to watch streamed? Um, I wouldn't say I'm any. Um, I don't have any loyalty to specific games. I'd say I watch streamers more. Um, I watch a guy named his his, his real name's Tucker, but uh, he goes by Jericho. And if anybody knows anything about Minecraft or uh, or just, you know, big streamers in general, he's, he's kind of a popular name. I kind of watch him. Um, so but, what? Um, yeah, I usually, I particularly just kind of pull up and see what he's, what he's, what he's playing, what he's doing. What? Like, I've never been super, been super into video games or watching certain streamers. What's appealing about? like watching a certain streamer rather than a certain video game? Um, I'd say the biggest thing that draws me to watching Jericho is I draw a lot of similarities between his lifestyle and mine. You know, I, 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 I haven't owned a console for video games since the original PlayStation 2 came out, mm -hmm. which must have been close to 20 years ago now. Yeah, I remember so that. Yeah. Myself too, but I'm, I'm mostly watching for the, for, uh, the content, really. Um, he's, I think within one year in age of me mm -hmm. and he's taken something like video games, which, you know, is particularly a hobby viewed by some and has turned it into, um, his job, you know, kind of his lifestyle too. And now he, he's, he's got all the dedicated equipment for streaming and he, you know, he, he networks a lot and everything. And I see a lot of similarities in my life. You know, I'm relatively the same age. I've taken something like swimming, which can be viewed as a hobby by a lot of people and I've turned it into my career, you know, in a way to make money. And uh, it's my lifestyle, you know, I, I'm, I'm work, my, my whole time now is, you know, trying to find a way to work out and my whole entire life revolves around my schedule of practicing and swimming and stuff like that. And 
the, the, it, I find it very interesting the way he, he markets himself um, on social media and to specific companies for sponsorships and stuff. You know, I, I, I see how he interacts. He's, he's a bit more extroverted than I am. So I'm learning a lot more about, you know, coming out of my shell and, you know, communicating with sponsors and posting on social media and stuff like that. And I just, I draw a lot of connections with that. And it, it's interesting to see um, kind of how he lives his life and how he runs his business. Yeah, definitely. So, so while, you know, he say he's streaming himself playing Minecraft, like he's talking during that, right? And like, that's the content. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, he's, he's a, I think he's a pretty witty and he's, he's a pretty funny guy. So even if he's like really zoned in and, and everything, he's making jokes or, you know, whatnot, what he, what his future plans are. He's reading the chat about, you know, questions that people have about future video games or, or even himself. So mm-hmm. that is pretty cool. What, so what are there specific companies he targets that are, are, are like, I don't know, streaming specific? Did, do any of them stick out to you? Do you remember any of them? Um, well, he streams on Twitch, and I know there's a there's a lot, there's many different platforms to stream you know live content on. There's uh, YouTube is doing it, Facebook's doing it, a um, couple other other ones. He's he's pretty dedicated to Twitch, um, but yeah, he he definitely works with different companies too, and he lets us know ahead of time like, hey, I'm going to be doing this certain stream where I'm going to be playing a very specific video game for a company. I'll be doing a couple like commercial things in it, and he kind of lets you know ahead of time. And when he gets into that, it's you know, kind of like if you were to, you know, have a conversation over a video chat and record it and then produce it and put it into an interview and whatnot. It's, it's kind of a, a, a professional side of, of just a casual, you know, situation. Yeah. That is pretty cool. I didn't realize there was so much to streaming. I've never, I've never even like delved into that world at all. Yeah, I, I kind of stumbled on it myself when I first heard people are watching other people play video games. I thought that was kind of interesting, kind of weird. But um, I found a new game that I thought, you know, kind of looked interesting. I might want to, you know, a simple computer game. I might want to try myself. So I searched it on Twitch and I found this guy playing it. Uh, I found Jericho playing it. And then it kind of, the more I watched him play it and enjoyed the content of the game, the more I learned about him. And it got me on track of, you know, what streaming is and how that's a lifestyle. Um, I mean, Cody could probably elaborate more on the, the, the vlog lifestyle and advertising and, you know, just being a, uh, a whole personality on the internet and everything. It's right. kind of a different world. Yeah, I, it's certainly, yeah, I think there's a certain skill set that, that goes with that. And I think, um, yeah, it, t- it takes a lot more work than people might realize, I think. Absolutely. Um, but that's really interesting. So, um, you know, during this quarantine, um, you know, do, do people like that, do you find inspiration through that? Or like mentally, does that kind of just give you um, some sort of ease or just, you know, a distraction to, to, to kind of the reality that, that this is uh, definitely in terms of like not being able to swim? Um, yeah, I think you kind of tiptoe a fine line between keeping yourself distracted, but also trying to keep a regular routine. Mm-hmm. Um, I know the first week or two, I was like, you know, this is going to last a while and the Olympics are probably going to get postponed. So, you know, it's nice to take a break. And my entire daily routine just went out the window. You know, I was, I was staying up past midnight. I was sleeping in close to noon. Um, my metabolism was falling off because I wasn't swimming. So I was eating one or two meals in a day 
just everything was kind of falling apart. And I realized that that probably wasn't the best for mental health, um, in, even completely disregarding the physical aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I realized the more I can kind of stay on a regular routine, which means, you know, set an alarm and waking up maybe at like seven or eight in the morning and getting a little bit of a, a, an exercise routine done in the morning, whether it's a run or abs or whatnot, then I can eat on a regular schedule get my sleep back on a regular schedule when it comes to like watching a twitch streamer um as far as playing video games and whatnot their life hasn't been altered too much maybe off the screen it has and they may they may comment on that but uh it it helps to you know pick regularly scheduled activities like watching a streamer or reading a book or um watching a movie and stuff like that and keep keep it on the routine but also when you have time like okay it's time to go some practice what am I going to do now? You know, you know, usually I've got a little bit of a plan about, okay, it's time for some practice. Here's my, uh, here's my set of cards. What can I do? Do an ab workout today and, you know, maybe work on these new concrete dumbbells that I've made. Um, kind of, kind of things like that. Trying to keep a routine. Um, I think right now I'm kind of alternating days of like strength days and aerobic days and then taking Sundays off just like normal. So kind of tiptoeing that line. Yeah. Definitely. I th- yeah. I mean, I know for me personally, that has also been important. Um, I know this Saturday I completely got off. I, I derailed myself and like, yeah, stayed up till three thirty watching some Netflix show. And then the next night I ended up sleeping 12 hours and got back on my sleep schedule. So it all worked out, but <laughs> yeah, sometimes you need a little bit of a mental break there, but, uh, obviously too much of any, anything is not good. Yeah um well cool so any any closing thoughts you might have maybe anything maybe any thoughts you have on on moving forward through this um i i'm a pretty low-key kind of guy you know i i figured the olympics would get postponed Uh, i didn't think they'd be canceled um so i'm kind of relieved that things got moved back like that um it may it helps it helps for people like my sake or say italy or australia that just (laughs) or canada even who are really put in a place where it's like I hope it gets postponed. Otherwise, either we're not going or we're not going to be ready for it. So it's a little bit of uh, weight off the shoulders to know that I've got a whole nother year to get prepared. Um, knowing that a, I think a break right now was probably best for someone like me. Um, it, it's another bit of a relief. That I'm like, okay, I've got what I need. You know, Let's make sure when the time comes, whether it's three weeks, five weeks, six weeks, eight weeks down the road, whether I'm in the pool or not, I get back on you know, really working out and and doing what I can to stay in shape. Um, I think, I think it's, it's, I'm going to just kind of go with the flow of things. You know, the, the pro series was disrupted. The, um, the Olympic schedule is disrupted. The ISL season has been disrupted. And um, to be honest, I, I, I could see myself swimming, you know, if nothing got disrupted, I could see myself continuing on after this Olympic season, um, whether it's ISL or pro series or whatnot, you know, maybe not as intense or as serious. But um, uh, seeing myself finding a way to continue, you know, a professional swimming career after this. So um, I just kind of, you know, take things as, the, as they are, um, get to practice when I can, when it opens up again, um, find when the next meets are going to be scheduled, get signed up for those, get in shape as soon as I can, and kind of just go with the flow of it and kind of keep reminding myself that, you know, I'm not the only one who's, you know, possibly losing a step in this, that, you know, a lot of people are in the same boat. Um, kind of keep that mentality we're in this together and uh kind of just do what i can when i can yeah to last question 
do you do you think you know everyone is in the same boat right now no one's really able to swim if they are it's very minimally do you think when we do get kind of back on that normal you know meets start happening everyone's able to practice do you think that this could end up being a positive thing everyone being out of the pool for so long or i guess for you yeah yeah i think i think the swimming world in general hasn't studied too much um, about taking time off. Um, I think a lot of a lot of swimmers and programs and everything, and even coaches preach that you know it's stay on it, stay training. If you want to take time off, maybe one or two weeks. And I've been fortunate to be able to experiment with, I guess you could say, extended time off up to four weeks, and see how that affects my body. You know, if I would have taken two weeks off in 2015. I would be, you know, months behind as far as training compared to now. If I take two weeks off, I can get back into practice. And within two weeks, I'm back to where I was, you know, no difference. It, it just, it just takes years of developing that aerobic base, but also years of losing it, whether you're going one direction or the other. But um, yeah, like I said, being able to experiment with taking a full month off and everything, I think we're going to get a lot more data depending on who you are and where it is all around the world of what, how the, how the swimmer's body, you know, really changes. You know, some people can put muscle on very easily. Some people um, will lose weight with this time off and everything. I'm kind of one of those neutral people where my fat and my muscle kind of bounce out and I don't really change too much, but I think it'll, it'll re really be an eye opener for everyone connected to the sport on how taking time off like this, um, and how cross training um, really, really has an impact. Well, awesome. That was, that was a good bit of information. I, that was a, it's a good talk. Thanks a lot, Zane. I really appreciate your time. No problem, Coleman. Thanks for reaching out.